0: back to the good Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Thomas, and this week we be talking to a uh, great motivational speaker, podcast host, author, all-around good dude, Mr. Sean Douglas. It was a great conversation. I actually had the pleasure of hearing him speak at a ceremony not too long ago and was very moved, so I wanted to get him on the show. He's got some awesome things to say and definitely worth checking out. Hope you enjoy the show. My guest today is uh, Sean Douglas, a motivational speaker, just an all-around good dude, which is why we wanted him on the show. Uh, If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Sean, I'd appreciate it.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm uh, Sean Douglas. I'm a uh, U.S. Air Force veteran, a TEDx speaker, master resilience implementer, and also a suicide awareness trainer with the Air Force. I'm the host of Life Transformation Radio.
0: Nice. Nice. Quite, quite well-rounded. That's impressive. Trying to be. <laughs> that's great stuff. Uh, just as a little side note, I've been, been checking out your podcast. It's fantastic. I don't know how you do an episode every day. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, what's great about the show is that I do no editing. So the show yeah. is live. And once we're done with, with, with the call, like, I mean, that's it. It's uploaded and ready to go. And, you know, a couple tweaks here and there. But uh, that, that's what makes it nice is that I don't have to spend hours and hours editing I can just do it, send right. it, be done with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I think it comes through in the uh, authenticity of it too. It's it's very natural. It's it's a great conversation. But I'm I'm getting off track. All right. We wanted you on the show, talk about some cool stuff, motivate us, make us want to be better better people. Perfect. So I like
1: it. Make me a better person. Ready go. Make you a better person. What I've noticed is that People live in the reality of what others think about them all the time. We're so worried about other people, whether they wronged us, if they talk behind our back. Uh, We feel super threatened when somebody else gets introduced to the dynamic. And I see it all the time when you have teams, we're doing team building, you know, somebody's new, especially like we see in the military, right? Someone's new. They're not gelling well. We got to figure it out. You know, and so what I what I see a lot is that people just care more about what others think about them than how that person actually feels about themselves. And that is a horrible, horrible way to live. You must exercise self-love and you must care more about what you think about yourself more than what others think about you, because living in the reality of what other people think about you. You'll only go so far, and, and you'll end up hitting the the glass ceiling, if you will. You'll end up hitting it, stopping, and then regressing. All right.
0: So if if you're caught in that trap, like most of us are, at least at some point in time in our lives, where mm-hmm. we're judging ourselves based on the opinions of others, and it's it's human nature. I mean, and you walk into a room, you're like, okay, how do I size up? How do I match up against these guys or mm-hmm. these other people? So. So how do you break that loop? I mean, it's a continuous feedback loop that you're caught into and you've got to make a, a intentional change. So so what is that change?
1: You have to absolutely 100% love yourself more than anything else. Not like egotistical and, you know, like I love me and nobody, um, nobody can touch me like that type of thing. But just you care more about yourself you know you take care of yourself you eat right exercise uh, you're reading you're growing you're doing the things necessary to live a positive life rather than getting sucked into the traps all the time of, of gossip and backstabbing and worrying about what others think about you i know people that bring worry out of nowhere they're like they're talking about me i know they are i'm like oh they're not they're not, how do you know that they're talking? I just know it. I just know they're talking about me. <laughs> how? Like, how, how do you know? I just know. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> so it just, it, it, it becomes a, a vicious cycle, the crazy cycle.
0: That makes perfect sense. So you are a motivational speaker. The way way I first met you or, or heard you speak was at our, our recognition ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are an Air Force member. So you're in uniform. You're standing up there as a tech sergeant. Yeah. In front of generals and colonels and chief master sergeants and this whole yeah. room full of brass, and 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 you're owning it. I mean, you're you're killing it up there. But that's got to be a little intimidating. I mean, I know when I walk in, even as a field grade officer, as I walk into a room full of generals, you know, I'm a little I'm a little tight. And and you were able to step up in front of all of these people, very senior to you, and and converse in a calm and clear way that got the point across. Is that something that you've fostered, or is that something that's just you who you are? I mean, how, how do you get to
1: that level? Yeah, yeah, both. It's it's both. So I was a drill instructor from two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen, and my first parade, meeting the colonels and the generals, I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh my god, this guy can kill my career with a thought. You know, like <laughs> I, I'll be out tomorrow, and and you'd be surprised at how many trainees graduate basic training and their dad's like a navy colonel or a marine general Mm -hmm. uh i had one kid one time and and i you know i was nine years into the military or something like that and he's like yeah i'm uh my mom is a chief master i I don't know if she was like a command chief or what but i remember she goes he goes my mom's a a chief you know chief master and she's gonna come with with her boss. Like, I mean, I, I've known this guy like almost my whole life. Right. Okay. Who's the boss? Like, oh, it's just the staff judge advocate general. Oh, that's like all. staff. Ju- I mean, that's does... wait, what? He's like, yeah, it's just it's like, wait, wait, like the judge advocate general of the United States. Everybody? Like that guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's going to come. And, it, it... and he sounded like, he's nothing. I'm like freaking out. Run downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, boss, you're not going to believe this. He's like, oh, my God, runs across the hall and goes, hey, Colonel, we got a situation. The Jags come He's like, J- what do you mean? He's like the staff judge advocate general of the United States <laughs> Air Force is coming. He's like, what? Who and like straight panic mode. Everybody's in panic mode. He's like, why was it this identified later? Everybody starts scrubbing the halls. Everybody, I'm like, just, everybody's freaking out. And then you meet, meet the guy and he's like, hey, guys, what's happening? How's it going? <laughs> You know, it's just like a like super cool dude. And it was that moment. I'm like, you know what? They're just the same as us. Yeah. and Half of them don't want the pomp and circumstance that they always get. Right. right. I, I was talking to one, one uh, a one star over at the parade. He has his flag bear with him. And I was like, hey, sir, how's it going? You know, and he goes to turn and almost bumps into the flag bear. And he's like, God, oh, this is so annoying. And then he keeps on walking. Like they don't want the, like, they just want to be left alone. They got enough to worry about, right? Because they're right. in high places. So over the years, speaking in front of billionaires, millionaires, um, having one-on-one conversations with guys like Jeff Hoffman from Priceline.com and, and Frank Shankowitz, who's the founder of the Make a Wish Foundation, I even had Bruce Buffer on my show. Wow. That was intimidating. I bet. And it all came down to their 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 people they they like they're just like they have a family and they got they got friends and i mean they got their own world and but we are so intimidated by them because they're higher in the food chain than us right so i just look at it like if i'm good enough to talk to them then what is the problem so that's right. why i'm comfortable talking to generals and everybody like 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 i'm i'm not just like them but I'm I'm breathing. I have a family. I'm if I'm good enough to be here next to them, then why not act accordingly? Right.
0: No, it's I think it's a great great attitude to have. And it's fantastic. And Throughout your career now, obviously, this has been Something as far as the motivational speaking and the writing and the podcast and everything I'm sure is has, has grown from the beginning, but when when was the moment or how how did you decide you know what this is this is my calling this is where i'm supposed to be because it's it's obvious like when 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 you see when we see you doing your thing up on stage or on the podcast or whatever you're like that guy's doing what he's supposed to be doing you know i have friends that are they're football coaches and you look at them you're like you're you're a football coach that's what you do that's who you are Mm -hmm. so i'm always interested in finding out like When, when did that, when did that hit you? I mean, were, were you a drill instructor and you're like, you know what, this is my jam. I dig it. Or if it was like something that it was just fell into, like where where did that Genesis happen?
1: It was 2015. I was a drill instructor from 2009 to 2013. I loved it. Loved speaking, loved training. I used to get booked to speak at high schools because we used to judge the uh, drill competitions for the, for the junior ROTC. And then you get to know national competitions, and then you're hand picked to go to the national drill competition in Texas. And I'm meeting all these people, and like, man, we want to come speak to our high school, and you want to come pump up the kids and give them a little taste of the of the DI, you know, the, the, the MTI stuff, you know? And I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, that'd be cool. And so, you know, I'm going to speak at all these different places, and I just, I'm absolutely loving it. And then my time came to a close, and it was ready to go. And um, what happened was, they said at the base that I'm at, um, we need a guy, we need a trainer, we need a instructor with previous experience. And what we're doing is we are building a resilience program. This is 2013. I was like, oh, cool, that's, that's very awesome. So I'm learning about it, learning about it, and then I get deployed. I come out the deployment. was like, okay, our program is stood up now. Are you ready to go? I'm like, let's do this. So I go be trained as a master resilience trainer and suicide awareness trainer. So since 2014, that's what I've been doing. Okay. In 2015, a pilot stands up during one of my seminars. I'm delivering, uh, you know, some balance of thinking and some some mindfulness stuff. He stands up and he goes, I need this. I need this. My wife and I are seven months pregnant. Uh, the baby is not going to survive. We already know that's going to happen. Um, it's got some organs that are not developed and some wow. that are actually not there. Like they're missing, they're gone, whatever. Uh, we don't know if, if the baby's going to last five minutes, five seconds, five days. We don't know. Uh, but 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 I need this. And, and, and I'm going to take this back home. And, and I just want to thank you for everything and, and just stunned the room. And it was in that moment that I was like, this is what I was born to do. I know now what my purpose is. I had that much of an effect on that pilot in that moment. It just made everything happen. And I was like, this is it. I know what I'm going to do. And so in 2016, I wrote my my first book. In 2017, I started my show. In 2018, I was hitting it hard speaking. I was speaking everywhere. I speak uh, almost 25 times last year. Uh, different associations, different military bases. That's where I met the the chief that brought me in this year. I spoke at Peterson last year for her group. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I was everywhere. And I was like, this is it. This That's is awesome. what I'm going to do. The TEDx talk came in 2017, which confirmed everything. I know people that have tried to get TEDx talks for decades, just never happened. I'm two years into a professional speaking career right? It it happens. Everything's, I mean, the doors are opening. It just confirms that like, this is what I meant to do. I meant to do this. And when you fully step into your passion and your purpose, doors open. They just do. I can't explain it. They just do. Things fall into place. I know guys that have, in in active duty, you got a test for rank. Right? right? I know guys are like, "Eh, staff, first time. Put it on. They got four years in. They wait two years. Tech, first time. It's so another tech sergeant got like seven years of service. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Master sergeant, nine, 10 years of service. Like get the, There's no way chief <laughs> at like 16. Like what is happening? Yeah. The doors are open and nobody can explain it. Like they just, they, they just made it happen. Right. So, you know, I know, I know chiefs that are sold on at like 20 years. I'm like, this is, this is the same, you know, this is, this is nuts. And so I look at it as though that's, what's meant to happen when things look easy. To people and you don't see what's going on behind the scenes, but they just look easy That's because he's stepping fully into his purpose and passion and he's living out his calling
0: Uh, That's that's fantastic. I mean, I I agree wholeheartedly Um, And it's it's evident, you know, just like you said, you you just see it You you don't you can't quite put your finger on it. Like there's nothing nothing necessarily tangible that you can say, okay This is you know variable x y and z that I can manipulate. It just is and it's it's really neat for me to be able to, to see, you know, and recognize that in other people like yourself. And and it is very inspiring. So I think that's something that you do very well, is that you you are your true self and you're very authentic. Is that something that got you in trouble at all? Or is that just <coughs> you know, I mean, I, it, it seems oh, like yeah. that can be very off-putting for some people who aren't comfortable with that?
1: Uh in 2015. No, 2016, 2015 to 2016 I literally laughed in somebody's face and I, I don't like to do that but I had to literally laugh they told me that I could not be in their car club because my dedication is off putting that's what they told me <laughs> like I grew up in Detroit around cars my uncle builds hot rods we were always at shows he, he has cars that he shows like a bunch of times a year Right. Because all the cruises, all that stuff. And they're like, uh, we just want to get it. I was like, man, we can build this thing out. We can host our own show. So we start, So I, I was like, no, I'm doing it. So we hosted our own event. It was wildly successful. Right. The club was getting wild recognition everywhere across the state of North Carolina. And then they kicked me out. And I was like, they don't want to do the work like like they just want to have fun and go to cruise. I like, "You guys don't even do that. Like, like I'm the one dragging everyone to everything. I'm the one getting our club known to the other established clubs, and so other, you know, big name clubs, you know, that are like a couple hundred members, they put on huge car shows. You know, mm-hmm. want to attach themselves to us because they see us as like the new blood. Like right. we're we're reinvigorating them. Right? I was literally removed, and they kicked <laughs> me out. I was like, "Go away! Your dedication's up." <laughs> put them. like. This is insane. <laughs> like, I've ne- never heard this before. And so truth and transparency always win. 100% of the time, when you live in, uh, when you're authentic, genuine, and transparent, when you live in authenticity, transparency and truth always wins. And those guys, the club's gone. All right. The club died. Yeah, I mean that. That makes perfect sense. I mean,
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that one person. You're like, God, I wish they toned it down just a little bit because I want right. to be lazy today. But
1: right.
0: in the back of your mind, you know, okay, it's just because I want to be lazy. It's not because of anything that they're doing. It's right. just I don't want to do it. And uh, and that's that's too funny because yep. I could I could totally see that happening.
1: And we see all the time that oh, he's just ate up, man. And that dude, that dude, Joe, man. That guy's ate up, you know. And I, I always tell people like, dude, I am not going to apologize for being squared away. Right. I think you have issues in your own life, right? Your little insecurities are getting in your own way. So get out of your own way. Shut up in color. And let's get it done. Let's do, right. do this. So when I lead my, you know, when I lead my team, you know, I tell them like, I want your, you know, I want your uniform straight. I want this. I want this, you know, because like, that's what's in the AFI. It's like that's what's expected of you, you know? And so you present yourself in a way that, that stands out among the crowd. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, no, no, no. This is what we're gonna do, and we're, we're gonna get recognized for standing out and being squared away. Mm-hmm. And in the end, they end up thanking me for it. Yeah, all right. It, it, and this is one of those things that
0: makes perfect sense to me. My dad was in the military. I've been in the military my whole adult life. You know, all of those things just mesh like clockwork for me. And then I have friends who I grew up with that have never really done the military thing, they haven't been around it at all. And it's very foreign to them about this concept of regulations and being squared yeah. away and following rules and how important that is. So how in your job, I imagine you talk to a lot of non-military personnel and I have yeah. you know, non-military listeners, obviously. So how do you translate that message where it's so simple when you're in the military? Hey, look, AFI whatever-whatever dash says you got to do this. You know, in the civilian world, you don't have an AFI. You don't have right. those regulations. So, how do you translate that information and that mentality over into a civilian?
1: Goals and values. Goals are where you want to be in life, or the uh, the values. The values are where you want to be in life, and goals are just the accomplishments along the way. So, I always talk about values. Like, what do you value the most? Mm-hmm. Do you value like drugs and alcohol? I mean is that what you value or do you value family? Do you value, you know, I was like, do you value honesty and integrity? Yes. Do you value having a servant heart and coming from a place of service? Yes. Do you, do you, do you want to be the best that you could ever be? Absolutely. Wow. That kind of sounds like the Air Force's core values. Mm-hmm. And so the, the core values, they, they translate to the civilian world when you talk about values in the sense of like, what do you value the most? Do you value your family? Do you value friends? Do you value, like, what is it that you value? And if you ever want to know, just as a side note, what somebody values, look at what they spend time and money on. Because time and money are two things that people willingly never give up. And so if you're spending a lot of time doing things, like working on your car, but you say family's important to you, but you're not spending any time with them, then your values are twisted. If you tell me that family's important to you and you love your family, but yet you never spend any money on them, you never take them out to dinner, you never take a trip, you never take a vacation, you never... like. Right, if you're not spending any money on them, then I think your values might be twisted.
0: I can so, promise you, I spend a great deal of money on my family.
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> whether I want right. to or not, I'm spending it. Right, all. right. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I got the time, I got the money, like we're set, like yeah. I'm golden. Yeah. But but some people like they're like, oh well, I value my family, you know, but like they're they're busy buying car parts, which which I was that way too, but I still scheduled time and scheduled money and you know whatever. But the values are, are able to be crossed over no matter military, civil, like they get it. And if you ask any successful millionaire, billionaire, they get it. It's all about values and it's all about service. Everybody will talk about coming from a place of service, coming from a servant heart, servant leadership, serve your way to the top. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that because I look at the dedication that a lot of people give Like, man, if I could just get that 19-year-old to do that, (laughs) if I could just get that 19-year-old to give that level of service when he's at work, man, oh, that would be amazing. Service. I think speaks
0: very much to the servant leader role in that, you know, my job as a leader, my job as a commander, my job as an NCO is to provide my airmen, my soldiers, my Marines, sailors with whatever they need to accomplish their mission. And and that's something I think that, that you also illustrate very well, both in your podcast and then just hearing you speak. And I think it's very important in that, you know, it, it's about mission. It's about accomplishing goals and it's about maintaining your internal values. And, and I think you hit the nail right on the head right there when you were talking about having a servant heart, because I think that's a huge part of it that people people don't like think about necessarily or they don't articulate, but it's there.
1: Yeah. You know, it, we have this conversation a lot when it comes to business. And when it comes to the military so a lot of especially maintainers you know it's it, they're like the the ones that work a lot and the ones that are kind of crapped on sometimes it's and then,
0: right the <laughs> they're just
1: corrupt. yeah they just had hate life and you'll see you know a, a high level high level leader you know whether it be enlisted or officer doesn't matter But they're like, man, you got to get the mission, got to get the mission, got to get the mission. Like, it's all about the mission. It's all about putting jets in the air. It's all about this. It's all about that. Like, yeah, like that's the Air Force mission, but that's not your mission. I firmly believe that the airman's mission is the Air Force mission. The junior NCOs and the young officers mission are to make sure that that mission happens are the overseers. The senior NCOs and the senior leaders and officers, lieutenant colonels, colonels, generals, their job is to take care of people. First and foremost, because if your people aren't taken care of, they're not going to take care of the mission. Right. So it's like, it's like, what do, you, what do you care more about? You care about the extra sortie, the extra hour put in, the plumbing that got fixed, the one paper that got published, right? I mean, really, what do we care about? Do we care about this, that, and this, that, and this, that? Or do we care about Johnny didn't go home and beat his wife or didn't kill himself last night? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I try so hard to make that point. But there are people that just, like, well, that's your job. And I'm like, yeah, junior NCO, got it. I'm I'm with the airmen. Like, cool. But who's taking care of me? Right. I mean, me. I have to take care of me. And I tell them, I'm like, I have to take care of me. But who's going to take care of me and my family? You know? And, and you'd be surprised at the responses I get. Well, you know, if the military wanted to have a wife, it would have been issued one. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And you're the reason why everybody wants... Out of the military, like that mentality right there, it was so much different in 2001 when I came in than what it is now. For sure, brotherhood, sisterhood, we're a family, we're taking care of each other, we love each other, everything. Now we eat our own. I don't know how it happened, I don't know where it happened, but you'll see in different circles and different you know bases that you go to, you know, you got a tight family, Mm -hmm. and another base they're just killing each other. Like, what do you guys do? Like. You know, attitude will always, always reflect leadership, always yeah. attitude will always reflect leadership.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's been my experience that when, when you have a, a team or a group that is going through some type of trial or tribulation, a deployment, uh, a really difficult project, whatever the case may be, you are brought together and you work together in, in a way that you let go of all the small stuff because you know what, we're in the desert, you know, we could get shot tomorrow. So we got to focus and we've got to come together. We can't sweat all the little irrelevant, you know, eccentricities that this person has. We have to work together. We have to be a family. We have to take care of each other. And that way we can all get home. And I'll see that sometimes in the civilian world when we all, everybody has to come together to like knock out a project or, or really work hard on something. And then all of a sudden it just like, Missed, you know, like fades away when stuff starts getting good. So, as a as a speaker, as you know, as somebody who confronts that, what kinds of things? How? What are some tactics to try to hold on to that? I mean, obviously, we can't shoot at people every day to keep them better people, but we've got to find a way to to motivate them in the same manner. So, what what kind of tips would you recommend for that kind of sort of
1: thing? Asking three questions every day. That's the answer. Okay. Ask these three questions every day. The first question is, "What am I willing to do more of than anybody else, every day? Am I willing to take? Other, you know, how many times? And it's weird to me. You know, when I was an airman, you know, the 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 senior airman, the the junior NCOs, were like, hey, get this done, get this done. You know, whatever. And they'd help out. Some would, some wouldn't. They would just delegate, and you know, whatever. I'm the guy that I'm sacking trash, and then I get yelled at. They're like, "Do we have an airman for that? Like, well yeah but i'm not opposed to sacking a trash bag like i mean right. you know but the airmen see it and they go wow all right well i guess i can get off my butt and do something you know yep. even in business you know what am i willing to do more of than any other podcast host as any other business owner as any other speaker as a husband a son you know a father like What am I willing to do more of than anyone else? If my daughter has always come home and go, oh my God, this dad did this and this dad did this. And I'm like, geez, like super dad of the millennium, I guess. You know, I just have to feel like crap. So always ask yourself every day, what am I willing to do more of today? And then the second question is, what am I willing to do differently? If what you've tried all the time to revitalize your marriage isn't working, to revitalize yourself as a a father, to be the best owner, speaker, whatever it is that you're doing, the best employee, whatever it is that you're doing, if it's not working, you're not getting the result that you want, change it hundred percent, do a 180 and just change it. Either do the opposite or do something different, like just do something, but do something different. And then the third question, and what I feel is most important is how will I connect? How will I connect with those around me? How will I connect with my wife and kids? How will I connect with my audience as a speaker? And as you saw, I do a lot of audience engagement where I go, we're going to give them some love. Ready? One, two, three, snap, clap. Right? We did that. Right. You know, we did the U rock and people <laughs> they were like, oh, my gosh. Like, but it brought a smile to people's faces. It was, you know, what, I think somebody was blushing somewhere around it. But it was like, <laughs> that was so different. It was more than anybody else has done as far as audience engagement as a speaker. Mm-hmm. And I connected with my audience. We right. connect through stories. We connect through pain. We connect through uh, celebration. There's a lot of ways to connect. We connect through social media, email, videos, text messaging, phone calls, podcasts. We connect in a lot of different ways. So you have to figure out how you will connect with those that you serve, those that you employ, those that you work with, those that you love. If you answer these three questions, you will inevitably give yourself an in, a more of an intrinsic value in yourself. And then everyone will follow. They'll see that you value yourself and you've become more of a valuable person than them. And everybody runs away from pain. And if you become better than them, they try to catch up. That's been my experience.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, uh, that was awesome. Honestly, I could talk to you all day and we could go <laughs> on for hours. But I typically only do like a 30-minute show and everybody Perfect. backs out. Uh, Love it. But, but thank you so much. Uh, before I let you go, why don't you tell, tell folks how they can find out more about you, how they can uh, reach out to you if they want you to speak or if just to get, get your book, possibly check out your podcast? Where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So my website is www.thesuccesscore, like Marine Corps, C O R P S, thesuccesscore.com. And there's a resource tab and a book tab. And you can go grab either one of my books. If you want to be a speaker, there's a speaker ebook. If you want to read about how to overcome self-defeating behaviors, my book is on there as well. All of my videos, my podcast and radio show, Life Transformation Radio, the player is right there on the website. And, uh, you know, I reach out. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to, you know, be of value and service to you in any way that I can. And same to you. Let me know how I can support you. Let me know how I can be of value to you. And uh, I'm honored to be on the
0: show will do thank you so much I'll, I'll include your website and stuff in the in the show notes so that way people can just click the link um uh, but once again sean thank you so much and if you ever want to be a ce troop i can uh, i can get you into the unit i'm just saying that i can pull some strings i know some people we'll have you in the outfit no time <laughs> Love thanks all right brother you take care thank you so you much too. Well, that wraps it up. I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. It was a great conversation. Could have gone on for hours, but I typically try to keep it about 30 minutes. Anyhow, if you'd like to find out more about Sean, you could check him out on Facebook at Sean Douglas Speaks or on his website thesuccesscore.com. And that's the success core as in like Marine Corps, C O R P S.com. Also, he has a podcast that is a daily show, which is quite the undertaking, knowing what I know now about making podcasts, but if you want to check it out, the show is Life Transformation Radio, and you can find it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen, most likely, but check it out, it's worth listening to, got some good episodes, and also, as always, if you would be so kind, you can check me out, check out my books I've written, which are Providence, Athleta Christie, and OIF Journal, Henry Sissel. Both books are available on Amazon in paperback, ebook, and then OIF Journal has an audiobook too. So feel free to check those out. Leave me a comment. Give me a review. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Always looking for reasons to get better. One step every day, right? Well, that's about all the time I got. Hope you guys had a great time. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. My love for you Will make me try forever Until you see me